0: Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. How many of you have ever played hide-and-seek with your kids? Of course you have, probably all of you. The reason you play hide-and-seek with your kids is so they can find you. You could tell them to count to ten and then drive off in your car, but no, you've, you've designed the game so they can find you. Same with God. He's designed His plan for humanity, His his imagers, so we can find Him. Recently, I've been focusing on a scripture from Amos, that Old Testament shepherd prophet nestled between Joel and Obadiah, particularly chapter 3. Listen to Amos 3.7. Surely the Lord does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. That's interesting. God hides his purposes until they're revealed to his prophets. Now, I'm a bit challenged here because I'm, I'm coming to understand that, that many forerunners, all to some degree, will carry a prophetic anointing as they approach the critical must events that will precede the return of Jesus. Prophets, forerunners, those who see what God is seeing and communicate what God sees to a generation that sees things differently. Whatever a prophet is or isn't, there can be no change to God's own fixed rule that he will surely not do anything until he has first confided his secrets to his prophets and forerunners. Unbelievers, even many in the church, don't know the rain is coming. Noah knew something was going to happen. Water was going to come from the sky. Noah spent a hundred years building the ark. It, It certainly didn't happen in a vacuum. Plenty of interaction between Noah and the people in a century. Noah was a forerunner to history. God revealed to Noah what was coming. And Noah, the forerunner, let the people know by not only word, but by demonstration. He was building an ark. Even so, the the forerunners that God is raising up in our generation will know the plan of God to bring blood, fire, and smoke. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. Forerunners, of course, are, are watchmen. Watchmen are, are those who see out on the horizon the approach of either an enemy or a dignitary. They possess prophetic understanding to, to foresee the difference and alert the people as to what is on the horizon. So many believers worldwide who, who love the Lord are, are going to heaven, some even in ministry, are painfully unaware of what God is doing in this season. They must become awakened to the the critical must events that could be coming into clear view in the next few years. Watch and pray. Without the spirit of prayer, we won't come to the right conclusions of what we are watching for. We have to build a prayer life. Let me say something about that. A prayer life, that which goes much deeper than Aunt Susie's ingrown toenail or God bless me, my son John, us four and no more. That's not to say God's not interested in Aunt Susie's toe or blessing our families. What it does mean is that an effective prayer life in the days ahead will come out of an urgency, a consecration, setting ourselves apart to see the Spirit's higher purposes and His desire to give us wisdom and knowledge and strategies for the days ahead. Let me say something about that that may upset some of you, but listen, listen to what the Spirit will minister to your heart here. We can't buy into the belief system that the the Western church is alive and well, that we're connected to a good church, progressive, contemporary, you should hear and see their praise and worship. The pastor always has a word that makes my life better. Listen, folks, that's simply not enough. God's not an American. He does not recite the Pledge of Allegiance nor stand for the national anthem. That could create some controversy. God doesn't run the world or the universe under constitutional democratic principles. They tried that in heaven, and it didn't work out very well for them. Satan and a third of his followers were booted from the presence of God. God oversees a theocracy in the heavens, absolute rule and reign, all, now listen to this, all in the context of incomprehensible love. Let me say this, if if you set your heart and soul to the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will make clear to you your destiny and assignment. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Let's take a look at uh, at least three characteristics of the forerunner ministry from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah gives us an incredible amount of information related to the expression and ministry of the church in the last days. These prophetic promises are not symbolic. They're literal and real. Although the prophets spoke of a coming time in his generation, the invasion of the land by the Assyrian Empire, Isaiah's words would see their ultimate outcome in our day, the end of this age. One of the main themes is the the ministry of the forerunner to the covenant nation during the time of Jacob's trouble, those final 42 months of the Great Tribulation. You'll remember that John the Baptist was called a forerunner because his ministry appeared just before Jesus began his public ministry. In the same way, God will anoint young adults and others to prepare the nations and, listen, prepare Israel just before the return of Jesus. Let's look at some of those characteristics. There will be, first of all, extravagant singing, listen to Isaiah 24, verses 14 through 16. They shall lift up their voice. They shall sing. Who's going to be singing? Those who are left. Check out Ezekiel chapter 38. For the majesty of the Lord, they shall cry aloud from the sea, the nations. Therefore, glorify the Lord in the dawning light That's which is is becoming increasingly clear to the remnant church. The name of the Lord, the God of Israel, from the ends of the earth, we have heard songs, glory to the righteous. But I said, I'm ruined, ruined, woe to me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously, indeed, very treacherously. In the midst of the chaos, the prophet hears a, a group of people singing to the nations. Their sound is so extravagant it can be heard above the chaos and destruction. To understand the nature of this singing, we, we must grasp the scene in which it occurs. Isaiah is seeing age-ending destruction. Jacob's trouble, Jeremiah 30, verse 7, greater than any trouble in history. Yet the saints are singing in the nations. Their sound is is rising above the chaos. Isaiah hears the forerunners glorifying the name of the God of Israel, and he hears one key phrase, glory to the righteous. The nations are proclaiming in song the righteousness of the God of Israel. Keep in mind here, this is is all in the context of what the scholars call Isaiah's Little Apocalypse, chapters 24 through 27. Chapters that describe in vivid detail the destruction by the Assyrians in Isaiah's day and that of the Antichrist's in the future day. This global movement of singing is is one of the primary expressions of the forerunner ministry to Israel in the final time of trouble. In our day, God's raising up houses of prayer all over the world, intercessors and, and worship leaders uniting in vibrant prayer and song that will be the church's expression of endurance to the end. Glory to the righteous. Well, forerunner prophets will be making proclamation also, proclamation of the songs and music of the promises of God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 5. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your Lord. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and and cry out to her that her warfare has ended That her iniquity is pardoned, for she's received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Jews once again scattered among the nations in the great tribulation. Listen to the voice of the forerunner. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Jesus is returning. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth the glory of the lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the lord has spoken john the baptist prepared the way for jesus at his first coming and he serves as a prototype of the forerunner ministry that will prepare for jesus's second coming Matthew describes John's ministry as the, the ministry of Isaiah in chapter 40. Listen to Matthew 3.3. 3. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Do you hear the voice of the forerunner prophet, the one to whom God is revealing his secrets? To Israel, the promises seem to be dead. The nation will have come to the end of their fleshly strength in this time period. The dry bones of Ezekiel 37 will soon become a reality. What was Ezekiel told to prophesy? Listen to chapter 37, verse 9 of Ezekiel. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and and say to the breath, Holy Spirit, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Just as the forerunner ministry will lend strength to Israel by Proclaiming His promises, forerunners will also proclaim comfort to His people. When the destruction of Isaiah chapter 24 encompasses Jerusalem, Israel will have come to the end of its fleshly strength. While the evil leadership on the earth plot vain things and and the nation's rage, forerunners will give hope to people in great distress during a brief time of trouble— Jacob's trouble, culminating with the return of Christ and the salvation of all Israel. It's a great day and it's a terrible day. Isaiah 62 points to the glory of the intercessor manifest in the forerunner ministry. God will put watchmen in place who will travail in Jerusalem, made a praise in the earth. Conversely, A church that remains silent during these days on the sidelines during the tribulation will be out of sync with God's manifold promises, a church in danger of a a great falling away. Night and day prayer for the sake of Jerusalem is a fundamental expression of the forerunner ministry. It will be one of the primary ways the church partners with God to bring His purposes to pass at the end of the age. In the pages of Isaiah, we find very specific descriptions of events that must happen before the end of the age. Isaiah uses very vivid language to describe the condition of Israel, the earth, and ministry of believers in that time period. The church is part of God's great plan to steward and provoke Israel in the end times, and the four ministry must prepare the church through prophetic and apocalyptic evangelism for its specific assignments. Through the prophets and the forerunners, God is giving age-ending strategic information to the church in these days that will be critical to accomplish His divine purpose for His covenant nation strategies that will be revealed to a church separated consecrated from from life as usual giving itself to prayer intercession and travail that ultimately will see the glorious return of the lord hallelujah what a day that that will will be in which to live father father i pray for those hearing these words that you would place a deep-seated extreme unction of the Holy Spirit into their lives, a divine call that will give them no rest until their knee is bowed in the presence of the living God. Lord, give them clear understanding of the times and and the strategies to accomplish your will in the earth in these days. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless each and every one of you. I'm Bill Nordstrom.